It is just a week to go until the Olympics start in Tokyo. And I have just heard the news that Toyota, one of the major, major um, top sponsors, is deciding not to uh, take his VAPs or their, their VAPs and staff to the opening ceremony, uh, nor to use the Olympics as part of their advertising throughout this summer. It really is uh, quite a blow in terms of uh, demonstrating confidence on, on the narrative and the positive associations that the games can generate uh, within Japan to start with, uh, but also internationally. And I keep being conflicted in terms of my views. That's why I want to keep this diary um, and share reflections on the go, because I genuinely can see the different uh, views, the different angles. And I do understand and sympathize very much with the International Olympic Committee, and especially uh, in terms of the decision to go ahead with the Games, as well as the uh, Japanese organizers. And I don't see this as just a way of protecting investments uh, and funding. There is this other angle that is not untrue. Uh, that has to do with uh, with the dreams and hopes of the athletes at their peak in their careers, uh, and what happens if they lose that chance? No, in four or five years, uh, make a big difference to a sporting career. Obviously, the dimension that interests me the most that has to do with the the festival context and the opportunity to to celebrate together in public space. Uh, the opportunity to experience collective euphoria, collective joy. This is something that has been uh, curtailed and, and obviously there are enormous question marks on the extent to which the Olympic city will exist in these games or the Olympic festival, which is the reason why I have decided for the very first time in, in 22 years, 23, not to go to an Olympic uh, Games, an Olympic edition, because uh, I feel I would not have been allowed to do any of the work, the field work that I always do, that is outside of the sporting venues. So we have to keep reflecting on the different angles of what is the responsible thing to do and what is essential for us as, as human beings, as societies. What happens when there is a virus uh, that makes it safer to be apart, to be isolated, uh, and to stop, especially moving in between uh, locations, in between countries? What happens with the, alongside that? You have a tremendous mental strain, you know, mental breakdowns, depressions, loneliness which are also important factors and are a reality. What happens when you are forced for more than one year to stop celebrating and gathering together? I, I cannot agree with uh, the kind of one line that is just uh, following the advice that is purely related to, um, to the containment of, uh, of a spreading disease. I understand very well how this has to be balanced out with uh, 
concerns that had to do with the economy, just because this is about people's livelihoods, so it's also how people earn a living and, 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 and can pay for the food and their bills. The concerns that have to do with education and what children need in order to, to thrive and just develop at key stages in their life, especially when they are little and when they are teenagers. Uh, and then as for all adults and for adults, <laughs> children and teenagers, this need that we have as social animals to be together and to touch each other and to embrace and, and to be happy. Uh, festivals are important, events are important. Hosting an Olympic Games is meaningful. It's true, you would say, well, you could do without it. Well, in theory, yes. In reality, what it represents matters. I, I live in the UK, in England, and a few weeks ago, we had all the effects of the Europe uh, football finals. <laughs> I don't follow football, so I don't know and understand the details. But it was quite extraordinary how the energy that was generated in England uh, by the fact that this national team had for the first time since 1966 a shot at, at you know, getting to the final. And people that normally are not interested in football had to join in into this kind of feel-good factor. You could notice it, it was everywhere uh, on the streets. How do you contain that? You know, there was that moment, moment of thinking, we, we just, we need this. Um, so this happened here in my immediate environment, and I'm sure it happens all around the world. And it's very difficult, in fact, it's not fair to judge externally just because something doesn't matter to you personally. It's very easy to dismiss what doesn't touch us directly. So if we we live in a country that doesn't have a tradition of carnival, it might feel easy to say get rid of the carnival. <laughs> but if you are in a place that dedicates or considers that one of the highlights of the year, then that really matters and becomes a priority. Uh, if what matters to you is football, then football. If what matters to you is a, is a theatre festival, like the Edinburgh Festival or Avignon, if what you really care about are the music festivals uh, or any other tradition that involves you getting and connecting with, with your community, it really is something that deserves a conversation. It cannot just be put on hold for years. It was put on hold last year in 2020, but by 2021, I understand very well why we need to debate and consider and why so many in the events, major events and, and festival sector have decided to, to press on. And the, the motivation behind it is not just economic, it's more than that. And it deserves to be part of, of the philosophical debate as well as the practical and the political uh, conversation. So yes, with the Olympics, Let's see what happens. I'm following uh, many different approaches to the narrative and obviously I have, I know well, uh, many of the stakeholders that are deeply invested in it for many reasons, economic, political, but also symbolic and I, 
ideological in some way and for the sporting reasons. I'm also very close to those that really feel a strong position and have very serious issues about what an Olympics entail. Uh, and I am following the media in general, both uh, well here in the context of, of Europe, what will be said in the UK, in Spain, in France, in any of the countries with a language I can understand, and contacting regularly uh, my colleagues in Japan to see how that conversation evolves there. So this is Monday the 19th of July. Uh, again, I just heard of Toyota <laughs> making this symbolic decision that is quite damaging to, to the grand narrative of the games. Also hearing about athletes having to be in isolation and positive cases already being detected. And also listening about the, <laughs> the real nightmare that it is to arrive uh, in Japan at the moment and, and, and following all the, the regulations. So let's see how the next few days pan out how the official narrative uh, related to the final stages of the torch relay and, and the build-up to the ceremony evolve. On Instagram I keep getting pics of also very excited people in a positive sense, those that are really behind the, the staging of the ceremonies and, um, and working on, on, on generating a, a positive attitude. So yeah, the battle of the narratives is on. It is fascinating time to observe it, and I am not able to take a position for or against, I do think, all the different agendas matter, and if nothing else, what we have here is a, a fascinating, a really historical case study on the importance, the significance, the value and the dangers of, yeah, of our human needs for, for collective euphoria and joy.